Now, I wasn't sure whether uh, Professor Metz was almost coming to an argument that says, pay reparations, it's the right thing to do. <laughs> now, I don't think people are paying their TV licenses, even after they were told it is the right thing to do. That's part of the problem. Now, Pinky says, allow two questions only, so that we are finished because the people who have prepared food are waiting to, to leave. So I'll ask that you, we give a few questions and then we give the last word to, um, to Professor Beckles so that perhaps he, he may want to respond to some of the things that Prof. Metz raised. Okay. Now, one minute per question, maybe 40 seconds. Just referring to say hello, I think uh, his lecture really provokes and invokes a lot of questions and observations. But I guess I want, I want to touch on on on, um, on on question and observation, and that has to do with the rationale um, he presented why reparation is very very key. One good reason is that there is historical precedence. If you look at Haiti, Haiti after the revolution and after their independence, the French, with the support of US and the European powers then, supported them and placed over one billion French France then on Haiti. And for over 100 to 150 years, Haiti was still paying this amount. So there's a historical precedence. It's nothing new. Something which they written themselves have done it before. And what basically we are asking them to do is to probably learn from what they have done. Uh, I, I want you to cut it short. Please. Thank you very much. Uh, let me take two people this side and two people that side. That would be very democratic. <laughs> okay. Uh, the response, I'm sorry, I just forgot. The response uh, was a bit ideological. And a lot of people are saying now, but given that the reparation thing is coming forth, and we've seen the kind of responses we've seen from the English Parliament, but the whole Mandela project is actually a well-crafted imperialist strategy. Uh, I am looking for, yeah, let's start with the lady right at the back. Um, So much start, the, the microphone will find you. <laughs> um, thank you very much for this opportunity. I can say personally, I was I was amazed by the presentation. So I really enjoyed it. And in a way, also a bit provoked um, to actually think about how these discussions are going on with the younger generation. Um, because it seems very important and something that will take much longer um, that we think. So I would like to know your efforts to bring this debate into the younger generation for us to really own it and, and to take it up upon ourselves um, 
you know, to acknowledge and to claim um, the answers. Thank you. For gender balance, I'm going to give you to one more. Thank you very much for your presentation. I I I was bit I was a bit caught up back uh, by you, Professor May. Particularly because in the first uh, enunciation of the philosophical position that you're taking, you 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 what you do not uh, clarify for us is that. The beneficiaries are not only the beneficiaries, but they are also a benefactors of a system. So it is a systematized process of actually disabling the dignity, and not just the socioeconomic and environmental conditions that make it impossible for live fully and with dignity. And therefore, to use the metaphor of taking back the bicycle, or the bicycle might not be beneficiary because I don't know how to ride it, is inadequate because it does not recognize that the push or what propelled you to even steal the bicycle might not necessarily be something that should be taken for granted. The, the other issue that I think is uh, problematic is that the ideological underpinning of that philosophy that enabled enslavement and therefore the denial of the dignity, the shuttle, the whatever, are still evident in the economic systems, the relational issues that you propose as solutions. And, and I'm wondering, how do we then subvert or change or, 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 or encourage what he is proposing to really be accountable, to be responsible, and also to attend to issues of ecological death as well. Thank you. Thank you very much. Uh, so I think, that, I think you have the last point. Thanks. Um, ideological, that means false. Uh, but you have to give me some reason to think it was false. Um, I don't know what to say. Uh, appeal to reconciliation goes deep. Uh, it's not just a project by imperialist elites. Uh, it's well grounded in sub-Saharan traditions. It has been so for several hundred years. Um, and I appeal to them to develop the kind of reconciliation I think is attractive. Um, you're certainly right. The motorbike example was glib. Uh, but it was meant to illustrate the point that a lot of discussion about reparations is focused on benefits and harms. And I don't think that's the whole story about why reparations are justified. You're absolutely right to say that harms go beyond the socioeconomic and that they include the psychological, the cultural, the symbolic. Uh, we could go on. Um, but I wanted still to make the further point that there's a difference between wrongdoing on the one hand and harm that's a consequence of the wrongdoing on the other. I think it's entirely appropriate to look at the harm that was done in all its facets. That's fine. I didn't want to suggest that the kind of argument or rationale that Professor Beckles was most inclined to take was wrong. All I wanted to say, suggest was that it's incomplete and that there's something about the wrongdoing itself, the disrespect, that itself calls for compensation apart from whatever harm may have been caused and whatever benefits may have resulted.
Yeah, over to you. Well, I wish to begin uh, by thanking Professor Metz for the, the generosity of his reading of my text. Um, it must have been very painful to <laughs> to go through all of that, all of that <laughs> because you know, us historians and philosophers have been engaged in a, a dance for centuries, and um, and that is as it ought to be. Um, it would be significant to recognize the the foundations of Western philosophy and the assumptions on which it emerged so that we can we can see the the parameters of the conversation as my young colleague indicated here if you if you take the, the notion of the bicycle the, the the issue is what type of mentality would appropriate someone's bicycle in the first place it's, it's the it's the consciousness that says I want to take your bicycle. I can take your bicycle. I will retain your bicycle. So even before you get to the issues, the counterfactual issues, there's some earlier questions uh, that human society require, where we are all committed to a world in which people believe they mustn't take from other people. I mean, that is really what we want. We want a global consciousness in which people, humanity is prepared to say, it is not right to take from other people without a dialogue. I mean, that, that is really what we all want. Uh, so uh, before we get to riding the bicycle, I mean, this morning my brother and I were talking about uh, Stephen Hawkins, who advised us to stop looking into space for life. Because if we find a species on some planet, uh, what if they come to Earth and they say, well, you know, we need some slave labor for economic development. And then the white folks said, well, we have some people here who have 500 years experience. <laughs> <laughs> and, and if you want, want folks with experience, we have some folks here who have a long experience. <laughs> and then off we go again, you know. <laughs> we have a mentality that says, We've had some folks here who have done their share, but we haven't done it, so we'll volunteer to go. <laughs> but more importantly, the, the, the issue that reparations, uh, Professor Metz, is, is never achieved by weak people. And that is, the explanation for that is very interesting. Why is it that weak nations, weak people, weak communities never ever receive reparations? <coughs> Reparations are achieved by strong nations, strong communities, organized people, because it is about the relationships of power. And, and that really, that is the philosophical truth to which, we, to which we speak. That only when the community reaches a stage of internal strength, that it can say, we, we need to have this before we go forward. And we cannot go forward from this. Because the points which you have made are absolutely correct. There are, there are a million philosophical arguments to justify privilege and to justify the sustainability of privilege and the existence of it. You can find a range of arguments. You can go into the supermarket and you can buy all the arguments you need. They exist. There are shelves and shelves and shelves of arguments 
that are available for your purchase to, def to defend and justify all kinds of things. And so we are in a big tent. And in that tent, there is a tremendous diversity of thought. Now, with such diversity, how do we proceed? There's a diversity in respect of there is no need to enter repository conversations because of the following reasons. There is a reason why we should because of the following reasons. And we have 2,000 reasons for and against how do we proceed within the context of that diversity. You can be checkmate and therefore do nothing. Or you can retreat to an objective space, if there's such a thing, and where you say, doesn't all of humanity believe that this is wrong? And therefore, the right thing to do is to assist these people with upliftment. Uh, in the case of Haiti, you heard of um, the, richest, the richest slave society in the Caribbean has descended into being the poorest society in the Caribbean. The first independent nation in the Caribbean is now the poorest nation in the Caribbean. Now, when the Haitians place in their constitution, Article 44 of the Constitution, 1804, any person of indigenous or African descent who finds their way into Haiti shall be de declared free and citizen. Now, they put that in the Constitution in 1804. Every society in the whole of the New World has slavery. A small nation took a stance. And you know, many of you will see today the so-called boat people. People leaving Haiti in boats trying to get to other places. But 200 years ago, it was the reverse of that. African peoples in Jamaica, in Cuba, in the Bahamas, in Florida Keys, were drowning on the Caribbean Sea, rushing into Haiti to get freedom and citizenship. History does that to us. It, you know, it, it, it turns you around, and it does that to you. One minute you're the center, next minute you're the periphery. But at the end of it, it is all about... It is all about power. And if you take the criterion of whose GDP would be greater, um, now all the counterfactual arguments, you come back to a simple truth. In the Caribbean, young black people, young black girls, and young black boys are bleaching their skins to death because the black skin is not an asset. And all across the Caribbean, and including in Nigeria, the largest selling pharmaceutical product is skin bleaching. And young people are bleaching the blackness out of their skin because they believe that a lighter color of skin gives them access to better jobs, access to university, better margins, and so on. Now, how do you begin to, to deal with those issues if you are discussing gross national products? Because many of these societies in the, Carib in the Caribbean, most islands have a very high GDP. In fact, the island that I'm from, Barbados, has been reclassified by the World Bank as not a third world country. My island is now a first world country. 
it is now ranked as a first world country on the basis of its economic indicators, living standard per capita income, first world. But yet, the young people are dealing with some very serious issues of conflict in the society, and they want to remove that conflict. You cannot live in a society where young white boys, young white girls, young black boys, young white girls are sitting in the same class. The young, black, the young white boys drop out of school, do not do certificates, do not go to college, and five years later, that same boy or girl is your boss. Because the society guarantees full employment for white citizens. It guarantees full employment for white citizens, and it is 30% unemployment for young black children. Those are real concrete issues, and I do agree that philosophically we have to treat with these concrete issues. And I think that um, colleagues such as yourself who are steeped in these discursive issues of philosophical truth and how to proceed, I believe we have a lot of work to do. I believe we have a lot of work to do to make the world a better place. And I'm not sure we can leave it to the politicians. I believe there are other conversations we need to bring to the political process. The artists, the intellectuals. You know, Haiti is seen as the poorest country in the world, yet Haiti is the intellectual capital of the Caribbean. And how do you explain that the poorest island or country, GDP-wise, is the intellectual center? It produces the best literature, the best art, the best poetry, the best music. It produces the best intellectual expression of the mind. When we want to have intellectual artistic sustenance, we go to Haiti. We go and walk the streets of Haiti and we are intellectually stimulated despite the poverty. And my island, Barbados, which is the richest of all, we have a problem with intellectual development. We do not produce the quality intellectual work. And Haiti is producing the finest intellectual work because the intellect was never enslaved. The body was enslaved. The intellect of the African was never enslaved. And Haiti is the intellectual center of our world. So, and these are very interesting things, but Professor, I thank you for provoking me tonight to write a second volume. <laughs> because I, I recognize from your critique, I can actually see as you were speaking some of the limitations of the work. I, I grasped them as you were speaking. And I think that greater clarity is required. And on the strength of what you have said, I think I have a responsibility to return to the text, and maybe in a second edition, to treat with some of those important issues you have raised for purposes of clarity and direction. So I thank you so very much.